And now, before we officially begin this week's episode of the Boochcast, I have something very important that I need to discuss with all of you here at the Boochcast Nation. As you know, for many years now, I have been affiliated with a wrestling company called Universal Championship Wrestling. And the company is run by a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Gossett. I've known Ronnie for close to seven years now, and and anyone who knows Ronnie like I do knows what a bright light he brings with him everywhere he goes. Sadly, his declining health has added to the intense depression that he's fought since losing his daughters in 2017. Ronnie, in addition to being a wrestling promoter, also uses his musical gifts to spread joy to everyone around him and invest in his community every time he has the opportunity. Ron's health has begun to severely affect his quality of life and his ability to function independently. After being hospitalized, he has been advised by doctors that he doesn't have the one to two years it would take to get his health under control. However, there is a solution. Ron can get through this physical trial and thrive if he is able to raise the funds for a life-saving surgery. There is so much hope for his life, there is so much joy left for Ronnie to spread, and there are so many more fun nights he gets to create. Fighting diabetes that is out of control, coupled with blood flow issues and coronary heart disease, has brought intense pain to Ronnie's life daily and made even the most simple tasks incredibly difficult. He is losing the ability to work and provide for himself. Ron has been involved in the professional wrestling industry as a wrestler and a promoter for over 20 years with events that entertain many and also makes a living traveling throughout Georgia and South Carolina, facilitating karaoke and using his singing talent to entertain and inspire others. Ronnie will wear the mask of I'm okay forever and is the last person to ask for help. Trust me, I know this from experience. I love Ronnie to death, but he is a stubborn bastard, and he will never ask for help. He has needed friends to help him get to and from events in recent weeks, but struggles with shame, embarrassment, and believing that no one cares about him. His life matters, and it can be saved. Any amount helps. A surgery will save his life and give him the opportunity to live many more years blessing the lives of others, even reconnecting with his children in the future. And that is why I'm encouraging everyone to go to the GoFundMe page that we have on our Boochcast Facebook page and donate whatever amount you can to help him raise the money he needs for this life-saving surgery. The goal is to raise $15,000. Now, as I mentioned before, every little bit helps. So you're not required, obviously, to donate thousands of dollars if you don't have that kind of money to throw around. But every little bit that you can give helps. And just to show how serious I am about this, I personally, Vinny Bucci, have donated $50 to the GoFundMe campaign. And I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because I consider Ronnie a dear friend in addition to a coworker, and I desperately want him to get better. But the other reason is to show all of you, the Boochcast Nation, that I always practice what I preach. And the one thing that I always preach to you guys is that I never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, ask any of you to donate money to any cause that I myself 
am not willing to donate to. So go to GoFundMe.com slash Saving Ron's Life. I will have links to this on the Boochcast Facebook and Twitter page for you guys to easily access and donate whatever amount you can. Every little bit helps no matter what it is. Don't feel like if you're donating a small amount, you're not contributing. You are helping us to reach this goal. Let's help Ronnie get back on his feet and get him the life-saving surgery he needs to thrive and provide and live a long and happy life. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT TakeOver In Your House 2021. Now, before I get started, I'm just going to let you guys know a couple things right now. First, I know I should have had this out a while ago, but a lot of shit went down and it prevented me from being able to do this. And because I have other shit that I have to do today, uh, this is going to be a very fast recap. 
I'm going to try to get this done as fast as possible. And the best part is I'm not editing this. The only editing I'm going to do is adding in uh, the intro, the outro, and all that. That's the only editing I'm doing. Other than that, this is coming out. So any dead air, there's dead air. If there's going to be uh, me stuttering, I'm stuttering. If I sneeze or cough or fart or anything like that, it is going to be in this recap simply because I don't have the time, but I want to get the content out to you guys as fast as possible. This is a rarity in the Boochcast world, but it does exist. So on that note, we about to get it started. First off, let me just say I thought it was hilarious uh, when they were doing the pr opening promo for this, and which it went way too long, it was way too repetitive. But I love the fact they said, back by popular demand. I think I can speak for every true wrestling fan on the planet when I say... This was not backed by popular demand. In fact, In Your House 2020, the pay-per-view from last year, was considered the worst takeover ever done. Because the NXT takeovers, 9 times out of 10, fucking knock it out of the park and they are unbelievable to watch. This is one of the rarities where it absolutely sucked, was last year's takeover In Your House. So I'll be honest, not a lot of people were excited for this because we didn't know what the fuck to expect. We didn't know if it was going to be good or if it was going to be bad or if it was going to absolutely suck or be fucking epic. And they kicked the show off with the six-man tag winner-take-all match with Bronson Reed and MSK defending the, North Amer the NXT North American and tag team titles against Legato Del Fantasma. Now, for me, this was um, a good opening bout. And I like the fact that it was the opener because... I was able to get MSK out of the way so I could enjoy some NXT. Because I mentioned before, I am not a fan of MSK. I do not like them in any way, shape, or form. I think they are spot monkeys, and they are basically AEW-style wrestlers. And I do not like seeing that on NXT. Because what I love about NXT is they don't do the stupid spot monkey shit that AEW does. So, I was not happy to see MSK. Bronson Reed, I am a fan of. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma, I'm a massive fan of. Uh, I will say this match had just about everything I expected it to have. Uh, MSK did their spot monkey bullshit. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma looked fantastic in this match. Uh, they are great as a unit. They are great as a faction. And the one thing that upset me the most about this match was the fact that they did not walk out with the belts. Now, of course, Bronson Reed pinned... Raul Mendoza, after they, uh, you know, MSK held him down and Bronson Reed did the tsunami, the devastating tsunami off the top rope uh, for the one, two, three. So they were able to retain the belts. Um, the only reason this makes any logical sense is to keep Bronson Reed as a North American champion. I don't think MSK deserves a tag belt. You've heard me say that over and over again. So I will admit this part was not very in, this match was not very enjoyable for me. So um, basically that was where I stand on this. It was a spot fest. Uh, you know, Bronson Reed did the whole thing where once again he crushed um, you know, Escobar and put him through the you know, the, the barricade thing, which I think is fucking stupid because why even have that barricade thing there if you're just going to break it? Because the whole purpose of the screens and everything is because of COVID and social distancing. Now, if at some point they're going to take that shit down, because pretty much in Florida, and I know this because I was in Florida recently, they don't do masks or social distancing or any shit like that, which is fine. I actually prefer that, you know, but I'm just saying... 
why even still have that up there? If the whole purpose of it is to protect people and make people feel safe, why the fuck do you even have it? It's stupid. It doesn't serve a purpose. We don't need the plexiglass anymore because we're no longer, at least in the state of Florida, dealing with social distancing and masks and anything else like that. Now, there are some states, uh, mostly New York and L.A., that are still uh, enforcing that kind of policy, but Florida isn't anymore, so get the stuff down. And it's one of those things where you've seen it once, you've seen it a hundred times. I don't want this to be a regular thing for Bronson Reed because eventually it's just going to become annoying. So I'll be honest, didn't enjoy the opening match. On that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We had Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. This was a very well-done match. I enjoyed it immensely. This was a fantastic match. I was highly entertained from start to finish, and I think that both these women are future NXT women's champions, both of them. Uh, Zia Lee looked amazing in this match. Mercedes Martinez basically got the shit beat out of her. So I don't see her going for a women's title match anytime soon because not only did Zia Lee straight up whoop her ass, they had this Mei Ying chick come out um, and basically did a Tongan death grip to uh, Mercedes and then threw her into the barricade and knocked her out. And at first, when I saw her there, I didn't know her name was Mei Ying because I hadn't, I could, because I, I hadn't seen the vignettes of Zia Lee and Boba and all that shit in a while. So a part of me thought, "Holy shit, is that Awesome Kong under a mask?" I really thought that was her for a second. Like maybe Awesome Kong was, you know, coming to NXT, and of course they probably changed her name to Karma because that was her name before. So I honestly thought that she was maybe getting back in the wrestling business because she was. Uh, working for AEW um, before she got written off TV to do the final season of GLOW, which ended up getting canceled. And then with COVID and everything, she basically never came back. And to my knowledge, she's no longer under contract with AEW. So if she still wants to stay in the business, she can go anywhere. I think NXT should snatch her up because they're going to need a lot more big, strong women uh, to counteract the big, strong women that are already here. But phenomenal match between Mercedes and Xia very, very well done, and establishing that NXT does have the best women's wrestling on the planet right now, because both those girls did a hell of a job, the story was told very well, um, and everything that uh, was done in the match looked realistic, nothing in here looked uh, phony, and I enjoyed that, the story was told very well, and on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening, a ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship, Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight. This was probably the match of the night for me. I enjoyed this match immensely. Uh, both these men did very, very well in the ladder match. And what I loved about it was there wasn't a lot of goofy, stupid ladder match spots. A story was told during this ladder match. They didn't do anything. They didn't, they didn't go too crazy with the ladders. Uh, my only complaint was only one ladder was made of gold and had like the dollar sign things. Like it was basically the ladder from the Go Home NXT that was brought down. And even though that was the ladder that was used for the finish, 
I felt that every ladder there should have been gold and had dollar signs on it. I think someone should have took the time to get a bunch of ladders and spray paint them gold. That should have happened. This is a million dollar championship. You should have multiple ladders looking like a million dollars instead of one looking great and one and the rest looking like absolute dog shit. So I had an issue with that. So that was where I stand with that issue. So uh, I felt like it was, you know, stupid not to have that. But the gold ladder ended up being the deciding ladder in the finish. And also the legendary belt was very intriguing because no one carried the belt since November 2010. And I believe that was when uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, brought it back when he was trying to temporarily copy his father's gimmick, which I fucking hated. But in the end, uh, L.A. Knight was able to climb the ladder and retrieve uh, the championship, which I enjoy because I know it's going to be a phenomenal push for L.A. Knight. At the same time, I feel like Cameron Grimes has more of a money-type gimmick than L.A. Knight does. I think L.A. Knight's just supposed to be a badass and a smooth talker. But if this is a way to elevate L.A. Knight, and eventually get him to either the North American Championship or the NXT Championship, which is where LA Knight needs to be. That man needs to be NXT Champion, and NXT is out of their fucking minds if they don't give him that belt. Uh, but if that's going to lead him in that direction, then I think it's a good moment. Like In my opinion, this is one of the rare moments where there's no winner or loser here because either both these guys deserve the Million Dollar Championship. I personally think Cameron Grimes deserves it more, and because it's a ladder match, I don't think it would hurt LA Knight as much because he, you know, because he wouldn't get pinned or submitted. He'd just be climbing up the ladder and grabbing a belt. But I also know that after the loss he suffered to Jake Atlas, LA Knight needed this win to solidify that he is not going to be a jobber. So I thought that was a that was a smart move on their part. So I'm glad LA Knight got the belt, and I look forward to seeing what he does with it. And on that note, move on to the next match of the evening for the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez defends the title against Ember Moon. Once again, a fantastic, fan-fucking-tastic women's match. We had two women's matches on this card, and both of them delivered. Ember Moon established that she is still one of the baddest motherfuckers in the women's division. Raquel Gonzalez has established her dominance. And the best part is... With Dakota Kai there, it allowed Raquel to be a true heel. And what I love most about it is, uh, is that she, you know Ember Moon hits the Eclipse, knocks out Raquel, but then Dakota runs up and puts um, her foot on the ropes. She puts Gonzalez's foot on the ropes and stops the count. And the ref didn't see it. And obviously, you know, uh, Ember hooked the wrong leg because while she hooked one leg, they put the other leg up, which was genius. It was a great move because it protected the, uh, the Eclipse. It protected Ember's finisher while still allowing Raquel to eventually get the win with the one-arm powerbomb, uh, which was fucking epic. I know they gave it a name, but it's been so long ago. Uh, been a couple days. I can't remember because everything's a blur right now. So... There is that. But I will say that it was a phenomenal match, a muddled win, a muddied win, but um, it, it's it's amazing. Like, it was it was a great match. Everybody did great. And even Shotzi Blackheart coming back to brawl with 
uh, Dakota Kai and shove her into the garden on the set. Um, you know, and even the odds. But Raquel still managed to pick up the win, which is interesting. So this was a very well done match. I will say, though, if Raquel was going to retain anyway, there was no reason to have Shotzi Blackheart come out there. That's That, that, that would be the one mistake because if... Unless Ember's going to win, Shotzi has no business being out there. I don't like when they even up the odds against the heel, but the heel still finds a way to win. I think that's stupid. I think if the if someone's coming out to help the babyface even up the odds, then the babyface should win because it should prove that the babyface can get the win when the heel has nobody to help them. So storytelling-wise, that makes sense. So I think that's stupid. But... Despite all that, still a great match. Okay, it's not taking anything away from the match. I'm just doing what I do best, which is uh, nitpicking and finding places where they can improve. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening, a fatal five-way match for the NXT Championship. Karrion Cross defends the title against Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole. This was a fucking spot fest. This was everybody getting their shit in and multiple, multiple flips out of the ring. Everybody at some point hitting some type of flip move outside the ring. So uh, at times, this match was very, very annoying, but there were also some really great moments like double submissions um, at one point, I think, um, you know, uh, Johnny Gargano was going for the, uh, his, his submission finisher, but then Pete Dunne came up from behind and grabbed the arm. And then he basically grabbed both arms and both wrestlers, uh, hands and broke the fingers, which was great. Um, then it was also just Johnny Gargano proving that he is Johnny takeover in this match with the phenomenal stuff he did. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole at one point temporarily working together to take out Karrion Cross. I thought was great. Uh, Karrion Cross just basically manhandling everyone, knocking out two guys, picking up a third guy, power bombing him on top, and then basically confronting Adam Cole, going, you know, get your ass in this ring. I'm not done with you. And the two of them having like a one-on-one slugfest. It was amazing. Um, at one point, Kyle O'Reilly does like a heel hook type finisher on Adam Cole. Um, Basically, Karrion Cross comes in with his finisher, the choke. I think it's the the cross trap or something like that. And basically, you know, they got the submission hold. Then all of a sudden, Kyle O'Reilly releases the hold on Adam Cole. He grabs his knee and he's rolling away because he's in pain. Meanwhile, Kyle O'Reilly is choked out, passed out, and then the ref rings the bell, and Karrion Cross successfully retains the title. That was a genius finish. And again, it made sense because Adam Cole was not going to be able to break up that pin anyway because his fucking knee was hurt. You know, he's still trying to favor his knee, still trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with my leg. I've been in this submission hold. I'm not tapping it. It hurts like a motherfucker. So him rolling out of the ring makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense to do that. So it was very, very well done. And I thought that ma- that that this match in general... Uh, was great for what it was. Um, Karrion Cross establishing his dominance, although I will say for some of these guys, they've already been pretty much taken out, so I don't know who the next challenger is going to be for Karrion Cross. 
although I wouldn't mind seeing some of these guys go one-on-one -on -one with him. Um, I think at this point, Kyle O'Reilly's done in the, t in the championship match. I'd love to see Pete Dunne get another shot. Uh, I'd love to see Gargano get another shot. Uh, Adam Cole, I think he's done. You know, I, I personally think he needs to be called up. I think Adam Cole's done everything possible in NXT. He's just taking up space. Unless Adam Cole is going to be doing some jobbing soon, then there is no reason whatsoever to keep him in NXT because I feel like he's done it all. And I know Pat McAfee has reached out to Adam Cole and tried to challenge him to come on up to Friday nights. And I think that if that's going to happen, what I would love to see is Adam Cole around WrestleMania time uh, get called up, maybe during the Royal Rumble or something like that. At some point, Adam Cole gets called up, and I would love to see at WrestleMania 38, Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee one more time. I think that would be a great matchup. I would love to see that. I'd love to see them, them go again because I feel like Pat McAfee still has a lot to give. I feel like it will be a big draw for WrestleMania because Pat, how big of a star Pat McAfee is. And also because, because wrestling fans already know that he knows how to work a match, the fans won't be as upset to see a quote-unquote celebrity in the ring because Pat McAfee's an athlete and actually really fucking talented in the ring. That's why I'm a little pissed off he hasn't been on NXT lately or why I would love to see Pat McAfee win the NXT title. I think he's that fucking good. You know, I don't see it as a celebrity coming in and winning a title. I see it as a legit fucking athlete who's fucking badass and working closely with WWE doing something. So I would love to see that happen. And then, of course, um, at the end of it, William Regal is leaving and he says he's been in charge of NXT for about seven years as the GM. And he says he thinks it might be time for a change because he realized with all the backstage brawls and uncontrollable shit going on in the matches, he is no longer capable of maintaining control. So now the big question is what's going to happen? Uh, is Regal going to step down as GM? Uh, and does that mean that in real life, outside of storyline, will he be working a backstage agent role? Or is he going to leave the business altogether? Like, what is the future going to hold for William Regal if he's no longer the GM? And now there's talk of potentially bringing in Samoa Joe to be the new general manager of NXT. Because I know, uh, you know, Samoa Joe obviously was let go and he was one of the many releases. But now apparently Triple H wants to bring him back for NXT. So it's one of those things where Vince wanted to release him, Triple H wants to bring him back. And because Triple H has power and authority over NXT, and Vince doesn't really meddle with it that much, uh, Triple H, I believe, would be well within his rights to bring Samoa Joe back. And if you're not going to push Samoa Joe as a badass main event player on the main roster, I'd rather see him as a GM in NXT. And I also want to be sure that if Samoa Joe is going to take that role, that he is not going to be a pussy GM. Like, Samoa Joe needs to be one of those guys that if somebody gets in his face, Samoa Joe's not afraid to whoop some ass. Like, if you, one of those things where if you if they physically provoke him, he can knock their teeth out. Because that's the kind of GM you're going to need to handle wrestlers. You can't have just regular guys as GMs who can't get physical. Because the wrestlers will walk all over them. So I'm hoping that if Samoa Joe is in fact the new NXT general manager, or is going to be the new NXT general manager, that he is going to be 
you know, allowed to exert his authority. And that if somebody does try to get physical with him, Samoa Joe can at least fight back. Even if he doesn't win the fight, he can at least fight back. I don't want Samoa Joe to be a pussy GM who just gets stomped into the ground by fucking everybody. Like most GMs. So, that's all I really got to say about that. Overall, uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House was a... This one was actually great. It was ten times better than last year. And like I said, there were some moments that kind of bothered me. But, overall, NXT puts on a great product. And, you know, at TakeOver, uh, it's one of those things where... I can expect some spot monkey bullshit to happen in a takeover. It's just how they operate. It's just how NXT operates. But the fact that they um, don't abuse it as much, it makes it enjoyable to watch. I don't see it. The fact that I'm not seeing it on NXT week after week after week, and it's like, all right, we're going to say the high spot, high spot shit for takeover, I can kind of let that go. Because it's like, all right, you guys aren't. You're not going too crazy with it. And even when they do the spot monkey shit, the rest of the match flows in a way that makes sense. So it doesn't go completely off the fucking rails. So on that, I'll give it a free pass. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT TakeOver In Your House. Again, I thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys are okay with the fact that this is uh, not edited at all. Like I said, the only thing I've added in here is my intro, my outro, my music, all that shit. Outside of that... Everything else here is completely unedited from the long pauses to the stuttering to the not remembering shit. I just had to put this out here for you guys, and I hope you all enjoy it. Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcast. Pick your favorite hosting site, follow us on there, or follow us on all four if you really want to show your support. It means the world to us. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content we post there often. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos up there. Check us out. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out the great YouTube content we got, including the Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ranch. Check out all the episodes we have there. We have our D&D one-shot, our wrestling watch parties, some funny skits. Check them out. More great content coming soon, including the first half of Season 3 of Dark Side of the Ring. We're going to be reviewing those. Um, right now, currently, we are still working on getting the other ones done. Uh, we got the Nick Gage one and the Smith Family one done. I just had to edit those. And, of course, we're going to have the Brian Pillman episodes, the Collision in Korea, the Ultimate Warrior, and the Dynamite Kid coming your way. Uh, we still have to film Brian Pillman, Collision in Korea, and the, Ult- Collision in Korea and the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, the Dynamite Kid, I still have to watch that one. I'll be honest, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to be working on that very, very soon. So hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when we... Bring out more Boochcast YouTube content. You don't want to miss it. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live uh, watch parties as well as our live D&D show that will be coming soon later this year. We're just trying to get a lot of our shit together, as you can clearly tell. Also, our next watch party will be August 21st for WWE SummerSlam. So make sure you're following us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash theboochcast to make sure you guys are ready for all that. We're also going to have other great Twitch content coming your way 
in the near future. Also, support the show by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support to become a supporter of the Boochcast. We have three different sections where you can donate X amount of money a month to help support this show. Uh, we're in the process of getting some rewards uh, set up for you guys. So if you happen to be a contributor now, obviously you don't have a reward because we don't have any set up. But once we get one set up, if you contribute before we set up a reward slot, Whatever section you're in, you will get that reward sent to you. We will make arrangements to send that to you. So whether you donate now or you donate later, either way, you will get the prizes once we put the prizes out. And you can pick three different contributions. The first level is 99 cents a month, literally a dollar. Uh, you can contribute that much money a month to help us keep the show going and allows me to also uh, you know, upgrade the equipment, bring in bigger name guests, uh, you know, pay the people behind the scenes that help make this show possible. The second tier we have is $4.99 per month, which is basically the cost of a Peacock subscription. So rather than wasting your money on Peacock, you can bring it over here. The content's way better. Also, we have the final tier, which is $9.99 per month. That's right. For the price of a WWE Network subscription, you can support the Boochcast. Let's be honest. You're going to need something to do with that $9.99 if you live here in the States because we no longer have the WWE Network. So take that $9.99 you were given to WWE, give it over here. Content's way better. We will be here to entertain you guys. And you have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay at anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been... The Boochcast. I'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.